Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 182, I Don't Like Blank. It's January 12th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros to be more inclusionary with the deaf or hard of hearing community. It makes it very difficult for people who are hard of hearing to discern words when combined with music. I invite my fellow podcasters to ditch your music for your intros and outros because, of course, you would like to be inclusionary. I know you would. I don't like blank. What am I talking about? What? What? I don't like blank. We are going to dive right into this. In the meantime, you can be thinking about what you don't like. (laughs) Enter my giveaway on my website. I've already covered my disclaimer in the non-musical intro. This podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. I do have transcripts for my podcast on my hosting platform. However, they are traumatically a mess. I did have a consult with my IT guy in the next coming weeks or whenever. We will get it worked out. We will probably possibly go back to the, the service I was using in 2022. At any rate, there are transcripts. They're not really very usable except for the four, six, or whatever I corrected, but they're there. And eventually, we will have transcripts in a good fashion, possibly on my website. We'll see. If you are listening to this podcast and you are feeling hopeless, suicidal, or that life is too hard for you, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or you may call or text 988. That number again is 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. There's a significant amount of help available, so please make that call or text. I don't like blank. Well, what are you filling in the blank with? Do you have any ideas? Since I first gave you the title, did you think of all the things that you don't like? I am asking you to pause, contemplate, most people, or at least a lot of people, could quickly come up with one, two, three, four, or any number of things that they don't like. So here's a list of 30 things that might be on your list, or maybe not. I don't want to give you new ideas, but here's the list of things you might not like. One, your job. Two, your family, meaning parents, siblings, or all of your family. Three, your spouse or significant other. Four, your town. Five, one of your friends or more of your friends. Six, where you live. Seven, your financial situation. Eight, your body. Nine, yourself. Ten, your child or children. Eleven, your age. Twelve, your boss or your coworkers. Thirteen, your car. Fourteen, your health. Fifteen, your neighbors. Sixteen, your responsibilities in life. Seventeen, your past. Eighteen, your predictable future. 19, your in-laws, 20, your life, 21, your debt, 22, your income, 23, your self-discipline or lack of self-discipline, 24, your furniture or possessions, 
25, your weight. 26, how you look. 27, how you spend your time. 28, how other people treat you. 29, your personality. And 30, your level of happiness or your lack of happiness. That's 30 different aspects of life that some people don't like about themselves or their life. They're reasonable, they are understandable. They are also extremely common. What are the aspects or areas of your life that you do not like? My goal for you is for you to have a life that you love. That's my goal. That's my end game for you. You have a life where you're happy, you're healthy and well loved. Now, for some of you listening to this podcast, you're already overwhelmed. You are already depressed. You are already just in the thick of it. My request is that you just take a breath sit back. I am going to give you really good news. If you have multiple things about your life that you don't like, I always have good news, people. There's there's always a silver lining. There's always something good when, I, when I'm involved. So just if this is overwhelming for you because there's a lot of aspects of your life that you don't like, just hang in there. Hang in there with me. And please don't beat yourself up. I mean, you may beat yourself up, but it's just not helpful. So that's a long list of things that people don't like. I want to start by talking about the science of negativity. (laughs) This is very interesting to me, and I think it will be to you. And hopefully, as you listen to this, this might give you some aha moments. There is something called the negativity bias. That negativity bias is basically a cognitive bias, so that's in your mind, that results in adverse events or situations having a more significant impact on your psychological state than positive events. This has been well studied and is well understood, so the research says. Negativity bias can play a role in self-esteem. It can lead you to be risk adverse and it can impact your decision-making, your motivation, and other areas. So when you have two events happen to you of equal proportion or of equal magnitude in terms of one being positive, one being negative, what the research of negativity bias says is that the negative emotions are amplified compared to the positive emotions. This isn't a regular person, by the way. This is not somebody who's highly trained in in optimism, happiness, and all the things that I talk about. A regular person, according to the negativity bias, is going to magnify negative emotions over positive emotions for an event of the same significance or magnitude. So this also can impact how we work with others and how we interact with others. Now, in a 2001 paper, psychologists Paul Rosen and Edward Roisman suggest that negative entities are more contagious than positive entities, which is important. I, I, it's important because I would like your life to be contagious for the positive things, not the negative. But according to the research, negative things are negative entities are a little more. Com- contagious. In the 1970s, Aaron Beck, who is a psychiatrist, author, and is considered to be the founder or the father of cognitive therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy, 
He theorized that negative thought patterns reinforced negative emotions. Aaron Beck had quite the career. He is extremely well known. He made major contributions to the science of psychology over his career. So now you know that there is a negative negativity bias in regular human beings, which of course would not be me. <laughs> now I have a positivity bias, but not a fake positivity bias. So one of the things I want you to pay attention to is you've probably, you may have heard this quote, maybe not, maybe you have. There's a quote that goes, what you focus on expands. What you focus on expands. Another kind of version or way to look at that is where your attention is, is where your energy goes. In this podcast on what you don't like, it's important for you to understand some aspects of negativity. I am not a fan of dwelling on the negative. I'm not a fan of dwelling on negative thinking or predicting negative outcomes. I'm not a fan of any of that. So or in any or almost any negative event, outcome or situation, in my opinion, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity for growth and development, which we know from the science that is called post-traumatic growth. I did a podcast early on titled using emotional pain to your advantage, which is in essence, post-traumatic growth. Although at the time I did that podcast, I had not learned that there was such a wonderful term called post-traumatic growth or of the amazing research that supports the fact that you can be in a severe loss, you could be in bereavement, you could have a life challenge and you could intentionally grow to become a better version of yourself and as a result have life be richer or more rewarding. So there is science supporting my assertion that problems or life challenges or negativity can present an opportunity. Much of your thinking, your behaviors, your emotions, and, and several more aspects of being human arise from your subconscious and unconscious mind, which you typically, more often than not, do not have access to. At the same time, even though you don't typically have access to your subconscious and unconscious mind, it is, by all reports from the research, what drives your life. I do have a podcast on the subconscious and unconscious mind, which I suggest you listen to because this is important if you want to maximize love, happiness, all the good stuff in your life, it's helpful to understand how your mind works. And the subconscious and unconscious mind are 90 to 95% of your brain. So in understanding negativity, I am gonna give you some really strong suggestions if you have one or more areas that you don't like about yourself or your life or something or your future. My one suggestion though is that you deal with things and focus on the positives. I know that some of you right now are dealing with extremely painful, very traumatic, awful, awful things. I am am well aware of of that. 
I also have some pretty significant problems uh, since my accident, even before the accident. But you can do it, okay? I promise you the things that I suggest, they are doable. They might be different for you because you're not used to them, but hang in there with me. So what I've done is I looked at the list of the 30 things that people frequently or often don't like about their life, and I've kind of chunked it out into some categories or segments. And I'll address each one. So number one, if you don't like your parent, your parents, your sibling or siblings, I have other podcasts that will help you sort that out. It is extremely important that you sort that out. It is very important because you may be trauma bonded with a sibling or a parent or both of your parents. You may have experienced betrayal trauma and then have betrayal blindness on top of trauma bonding. Some of the podcasts that will help you if you don't like your parent, parents, or sibling or siblings or some family members. One is called My Parent or Parents or Family is Not So Good to Me. Another one is I Don't Like My Mother, My Mom or Dad. A third one is What is Wrong with My Parents? So I would start with those because they're 30 or 40 minute podcasts on this topic and deal with it. You are going to have to deal with your emotions front and center because this is painful. If you don't like your parent, parents, sibling, step-parents, whatever, it's probably for good reason. Now, if it's not for good reason, you have to sort yourself out, but you will have to do deal with your emotions and your feelings about it, and those references will help you. No, no sense of me getting into any more detail on that. Second category I have is if you don't like your own child or children. I am begging you to get into therapy straight away. Get into therapy ASAP because you need to get that sorted out. Unless your child or children represent a real and present danger and th or threat to you, you need to get yourself sorted out. This is not normal. It is not normal to dislike your own child or children. I am not kidding you. This is so serious. And I do know people, I know parents who don't like their own child or in one case, children. One case, the parent made one of their children the scapegoat. It was oh, so painful, so incredibly painful. Is this parent aware? Yeah, no. I mean, so one person, you know, it's one thing to not like a person. It's not the same thing to dislike your own child. You have got to recognize this is abnormal and it's not okay. A parent's job is to love, nurture, support, and provide ongoing love and compassion and support for their child throughout their lifetime. It's not until they turn 18. You can have it. Well, I did it to 18 and I'm done. Okay, that's how you do life. I'm not a, I'm not agreeing to that. I'm, I am not saying that's okay. I'm saying that's not okay. So get this handled immediately. Immediately. Because let me tell you something. If you don't get this handled, I can, I can promise you there are people who have written you off or judging and condemning you or don't like you because they know this is horrible. 
This is a horrible thing for a parent to not like their own child. And some people are worse than that. They actually contribute to their child committing suicide because they're so horrific to their child. So get that sorted out. That's one category. Now, another category is if you don't like yourself, you don't like your body, you don't like your weight, you don't like how you look, you don't like your personality, anything in that area is something that you can get to work on and change because these are controllables. If you think you can't change your weight, then you won't. If you think you can't change your personality, then you won't. My, pro my promise to you is because of the science of neuroplasticity of the brain, we know that you can change personality traits, behaviors, habits. You can, you can rewire and reprogram your brain on almost anything with intentional actions and intentional stimulus over time or stimuli over time. Now, I do have many podcasts that will help you if you don't like yourself, you don't like your weight, you do. And, you know, look at those. Starting with loving yourself, loving your imperfections, get to work on that. That is that is not okay. That's that's kind of a that's worse than a Debbie Downer. That is that is the pits if you you have self-loathing or low self-esteem. And I've covered that in, in many different podcasts. The next category is when you don't like other people in your life. So I've covered parents, siblings, family, covered if you don't like your, your own child or children. This is everybody else. If you don't like your friends or a friend, coworkers, a coworker, neighbors, a neighbor. The thing I'm not including this is spouse or significant other because I have a podcast on I'm unhappy in my relationship, which covers being unhappy with a spouse or significant other. I also have a podcast on domestic abuse if you're happy with your spouse or significant other because they're abusive. So those people are not included. So we're narrowing it down in this next piece to a friend, friends, coworkers, neighbor, you know, those people. Well, what don't you like about them? That's the first question. Do they make you feel bad about yourself? Could it be that it's your own making that you feel bad about yourself because you have low self-esteem? Are they cruel? Are they mean? Are they giving you backhanded compliments? Are you adding negativity to statements they've made that they did not say? Are you triggered by them? Are you jealous, envious, or resentful of them? Are they jealous, envious, or resentful of you? Are you trauma bonded with this person? Well, that's, that's possible, could be. This is an area to get sorted out because this could have some real treasures for you. You could really learn about yourself. Some people don't like me because I'm too happy. Guess what? That's their issue. That's not my issue. Now, I often will try to do a little workaround to make people more comfortable and, you know, because I'm the get along girl. But literally, some people are triggered by the way I do life and my happiness. That is not my problem. You might not like people because they're annoying. Guess what? I have a podcast. Why are people so annoying? So get to the bottom line of whatever it is that you don't like. That could be a treasure trove of something you need to grow or develop and deal with your emotions. If you have people that you don't like in your life in, in some area, that doesn't feel good. So you have to deal with your emotions, you, you know, whatever they are. And I have a workbook on my website that will help you. It's free, you don't have to register, just use it. 
The next category I have, which would be, if you don't like many things that I haven't already mentioned. So you might not like your job, your bus, your car, your living arrangements, you know, just whatever else, including some aspects of not liking your body or your health or whatnot. You can use what's called reframing or changing your perspective to get these issues handled. Now, reframing is used in lots of different areas in life. I know they've used it in corporations and trainings and all kinds of areas. Weight Watchers used to use it. I don't know that they are now. It's a very common tactic to reframe your perspective or change your perspective. So I want to give you an example because this is a free tool and it's powerful. And for some of you, it will take care of the problem. I promise you. So for example, when I was going through my divorce, that would be my second divorce, I did not want to keep things from the marital home or the marriage. I wanted nothing to do with that. And at, at the same time, I could not, I was not in a financial position where I could afford to buy all new furniture and all, all new household items. <clears throat> being someone who's financially prudent, I had to, for the time being, hold on to some furniture and some household possessions because it was the financially prudent thing to do. And I was not happy about that. I did not like that. I did not like that at all because those belongings reminded me of a massive trauma, a massive betrayal of huge proportions and, and decades of abuse. I wanted nothing to do with them, but I didn't have the means well, I could have, I could have just gone out and bought new furniture and things. I could have done that, but that's not how I am with money. I'm, I'm very wise with money, so I would never just go do that. So what I did was I reframed it and changed my perspective. I made it my mind. Well, first of all, I did deal with my emotions about it because it was, uh, you know, not not happy, fun, good emotions. I dealt with my emotions and then I changed my perspective or I reframed it into the position where this was temporary. I would have these belongings and furniture for a temporary period that it wasn't forever and eventually God of the universe would provide me with something else or the money to just buy all new things or whatever. This is really very powerful. Now, two and a half years later, I was able to get rid of the furniture and most of the household belongings, finding people who needed the stuff, who wanted the stuff. It was, it was a very, very special blessing period to bless other people with furniture and household items where there was nothing wrong with it. So I have to say, people were a little upset that I got rid of almost everything because they didn't understand it is not healthy and not at all helpful to keep belongings or possessions or whatever around that reminds you of a deep trauma. That's just, it's just not a good helpful thing. So I changed my perspective, reframed it. Two and a half years later, I was able to take a leap of faith, get rid of everything with the confidence that when I needed furniture and household belongings, God would provide it and God did provide it. So I'm telling you, people who don't understand psychology were very upset about all the stuff I was getting rid of and then left with their mouths hanging open when God provided everything that I needed. 
you do have to deal with your emotions. Everything in life, you have to deal with your emotions. You cannot skip over them. You cannot pretend. All right, so that's reframing or changing your perspective. My next suggestion, some of the items on the list of things you don't like are actually problems that are dealing, begging to be dealt with. So this suggestion number six is deal with your problems. You know, some of these things are not going to resolve themselves without you taking action. If you're having financial problems, you need to deal with them. Ignoring, minimizing, or being in denial about issues or problems is not helpful. It's not only not helpful, it can be extremely detrimental and harmful and can exacerbate problems or issues. I do have a podcast about dealing with your problems or issues, which will give you some ideas and suggestions. We have people who just really don't know where to begin when they have a problem or issue. So that's understandable, but absolutely, if it's a problem or issue, my suggestion is deal with it. Like just don't be a minimizer and just deal with it. And at always deal with your emotions about it. Looking at the list of things people don't like, I would well understand if some of you are in resignation. When you're in resignation, it feels like it's hopeless. You feel there's no way that the future is going to be any better. You, you've decided that there's nothing you can do about it. You've accepted it as inevitable or unchangeable, and there's no hope. That may be the case in some areas of your life with things you don't like. You might have uh, many justifications or excuses why things are the way they are that you don't like and that you can't do anything about it. I'm not here to argue with your justifications or excuses, nor am I here to try to zap you out of resignation. You are welcome to stay in resignation. It's simply not a powerful place to live life. And I am... One of those people that believes when there's a will, there's a way. There's always a way to resolve situations and problems, except in the case where you're dealing with another human being who's not cooperative. You can't change other people, but you can focus on yourself. Resignation is an emotional state. That's what resignation is. Because resignation is an emotional state, you can change that emotion. You, can change, you can't change other people, but you can change your emotional state. You can take action on every other area, maybe except for one. I mean, if you're in domestic abuse, it might be years before you can cobble together the resources or the support or get what you need or be able to leave safely. That's sometimes a fact with domestic abuse. I'm talking domestic abuse without the violence. So work on the areas you can work on. My suggestion is immediately begin working on your emotional skills using my free workbook because resignation is simply an emotional state that can be changed. I'm not saying you need to change it, but I would take a look at that. My next suggestion is some of the items on the list would would resolve themselves if you rewired or reprogrammed your brain, which you can do using neuroplasticity of the brain. You may be a negative thinker that always goes to the negative 
guess what? Because of neuroplasticity of the brain, we know with intentional actions or intentional stimuli done over a period of time, you can rewire your brain. That, that is a fact, people. The science is extremely deep, very compelling. You don't have to believe it. I'm not here to convince you. I'm here to lay the science out, lay the facts out. You make your own decisions about how you want to live life. But there are lay people books about rewiring your brain, reprogramming your brain, the brain that can change itself. This is, this is a done deal on the science. So part of how you could address some of the areas that are on your list for what you don't like is by reprogramming or rewiring your brain. My next suggestion, looking at this list, whatever your list is of things that you don't like, is to start to deal with the controllables. You might not be able to control your spouse, your family, you know, your coworker, you know, whatever it is you don't like and it's not an area you can control, my suggestion is focus on the areas that you can control. I recently did a podcast titled, When You Have Control Issues, you would be shocked at how many areas of life you actually have complete and utter control over. Complete and utter control over. I would listen to that podcast to help give you, I think there are 17 suggestions in there, so maybe, you know, many of them might be valuable of what you could get to work on and have like success and happiness in as opposed to the one thing you can't control if it's your boss for example and reframing or or re changing your perspective isn't helpful you you could focus on everything else about your life leave that in the corner deal with that later Focus on the controllables. You really can take back your power, which is another title of a podcast, by the way, and work on the controllables as opposed to anything you don't like that's not fully under your control. My next suggestion, one of my favorites, is go on an amazing journey for growth and development. This will help you in healing, in, in life, in happiness, and like health, everything about growth and development will help you. There's, there's really no negative. If you're thinking, oh, but I, I don't have these skills and that's a negative, oh, I would suggest you shift your focus. Maybe adopt my, my attitude, which is, oh, how exciting. I run away from love. Oh my gosh, how amazing. I'm really guarded. Oh, like I go, oh wow every time I learn something about myself. You guys would just think, oh, it's all negative. So when you go on a journey, trek, odyssey, what have you, of personal growth and development, you will start to handle life differently. You will gain new perspectives, new skills, new abilities, new habits, new practices. Life will be different. I promise you. Good different, happy different, healthy different, not bad different. To wrap this all up, You have whatever list you have of things that you're not happy about in your life, in some area of your life or some corner of your life. Here are some additional suggestions. I've kind of categorized them and given you some thoughts. These are additional suggestions for you if you've got areas that you're not really wild about because my goal is for you to love your life. 
Number one, make a commitment to be happy, healthy, and well-loved. When I say make a commitment, I mean be all in. I mean be resolute. I mean draw a line in the sand and take no prisoners and say to yourself, I am going to be happy, healthy, and well-loved, and then make it happen. Number one. Number two, absolute must is for you to learn emotional processing. It may seem daunting, but it's not really. I, I have gotten feedback on my free emotional workbook that's been on my website since last summer at some point that it's direct and easy to use. This is free. This is not punch a pillow, talk to a friend, cry, rip up a paper, draw a picture that you find on the internet. This is the steps and processes that happen in your mind. This is what we're not talking about. There are many aspects of managing and processing your emotion. So I have a diagram and I have content that would be valuable if you want to have an amazing life because emotions run your life. They really run your life. This is not optional. Number three, you have this one precious life. It's time you started enjoying it. It's time you started enjoying it to the max. Some of you have like snippets of enjoyment or snippets of happiness, but they're few and far between. Why not have happiness, love and affection and all the good stuff be predominant in your life instead of once in a blue moon? It's time for growth and development. That's the access for you to really enjoy your one precious life. I definitely recommend, number four, that you have rewards. Rewards are fun. They help you stay in the game, help you deal with change. Why not have them? Level up. Number five, self-love, self-care, and self-compassion. I have podcasts on those topics. If you don't like yourself, that is a problem. If you don't like yourself, that's called low self-esteem and if you have low self-esteem which is common you are adding meaning negativity and nuances to conversations situations events that are not there I promise you that's everybody I've ever talked to who cops to low self-esteem and we have this discussion has said oh yes I know I do that maybe you don't do that but most people do so get on board with loving yourself, liking yourself, self-care and self-compassion. Number six, be mindful, be present. This will absolutely help you if you're moving, trying to move away from negativity and the things that you don't like. Really, the point of this podcast is for you to have a life that you love and deal with your aspects of your life that you don't like. So being mindful and being present will be wildly helpful. Number seven, deal with your issues and problems. Because you can. If you need help with a problem, ask for it. I've had to ask for and accept help over and over and over again in the last seven or eight years because of this massive, horrible fraud, trauma, abuse, etc. It's not something that makes me woohoo. But I will ask for help because some of the problem, well, first of all, I didn't create the problem, but I have to deal with the problem. So ask for help if you need it, but dig down and deal with your issues or problems. Number eight, gratitude is a muscle. If you don't have a strong muscle in the area of gratitude, it's worth building. 
I promise you, I have a podcast on that. Number nine, optimism, distinctly different from positive thinking, is another muscle worth building. Also, I have a podcast on that. Learn to control your mind. This, for some of you, if you if you tend towards negativity, if you tend to be a negative thinker, you tend to focus on the negative, learning to control your mind may be the mother load for you. I would suggest it's first learning to manage or process your emotions. Secondly, learn to control your mind. I do have a podcast about that. Learning to control your mind has been done since the beginning of time, written about since the beginning of time. Nothing new about that, just maybe new to you. Number 11, take advantage of the self-fulfilling prophecy by setting positive goals, positive outcomes, and positive intentions. That will take advantage of your subconscious and unconscious mind working for you, as opposed to having a negative outcome, negative intention, negative goal, in which case you're taking advantage of the self-defeating prophecy and shooting yourself in the foot. You can look up self-fulfilling prophecy. They've been talking about that, researching that for decades. It's a thing. My last suggestion for you, if you've got areas in your life that you don't like, is make sure you have an abundance of love and affection in your life. Platonic love and affection, romantic love and affection, both, one or the other, whatever you want. Be well loved. Love can be a medicine, as I just discussed in a recent podcast. Expand your focus to be on love and affection, happiness, and all the good stuff, and watch how your life shifts. I understand, number one, you will have to be committed, and number two, you will have to be intentional. If this was you know, magical, we could just wave a magic wand. It's not magical. It's pretty straightforward. Change your focus to be love, affection, happiness, all the good stuff. Use all the other steps that I've suggested, but make love your focus. I have many podcasts on love that will help you. I do love you. That's it for now. I hope you will change your focus and deal with your problems and everything that I've just suggested because it's not great to have a life that you don't appreciate or enjoy or have a life where you have a lot of things that you don't like. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast. Episode number 100 and something, 182, I don't like blank. I hope you've gotten some new ideas. I hope you are going to take some action. I hope you are going to move into enjoying life, enjoying yourself and all the good stuff because that's what I want for you to be happy, healthy and well loved. Please share this podcast on social media to help other people who are struggling with things that they don't like in their life. All right, that's it. Love you. Bye for now.